So how are you feeling this morning, Don? I feel quite well, thankfully. Me, me too. We're doing a health check this morning. Yes, yes, which I think is uh, is warranted, definitely. Because uh, Jack, producer Jack, how are you feeling uh, this morning? I feel good. Healthy. Yeah, we all, we're all healthy here at our appointed posts, but uh, uh, illness has befallen our little Sunday morning show today. Uh, as as you can hear, Schwani is uh, not here. He's not sick. No, no, he's not. I believe he is not in uh, the conventional sense, anyway. <laughs> right, of course. I believe he's traveling. I believe he's, he's with. He's on vacation. Uh, correct. Yeah, right. He's on vacation. Pre-planned. Although he is going to be joining us for the far, <laughs> even though he's on vacation. Man's always working. No he, days off. He wanted to join us for the far-flung forecast. So we'll talk to Schwani in a few minutes. Right on. Uh, but Andy Mazur. Uh, I guess he, you know, you, you just heard him on the newscast, but he went home sick. Uh, he recorded that sports cast that you just heard. Correct. And you, and you can hear now, you know, now that I, I probably wouldn't have noticed it, uh, but that I know that he's sick. Uh, I could hear a little bit in his voice that. Right. He's not feeling very well. Totally. I know what you mean. I, I feel the same. He's still a total pro. Sounds sounds great. But once you know, once you kind of have that knowledge of the sickness, you're kind of listening for it, and you can maybe maybe detect a bit. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if we, do we call in uh, Drew Carey. That's a that's an old uh, reference to. Oh. If you've listened to the show, that was uh, one one morning years ago. I don't even remember how many years ago. Every single guest that we had booked on the show canceled at the last minute. Oh, my God. Every single guest. So while I was whining about it, I know it's hard to believe that I would be whining about something. No way. While I was whining, well, you don't have to pile on, too. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not sure my role. You know, I'm just filling in for Schwann. Yeah, feel your way through. That's okay. okay. I'm used to to it. I got you. So while I was uh, whining about this, we get a call in my ear. My producer at the time, his name was Scott, tells me in my ear drew carey is on line five. Oh my god and i thought no way drew carey is on line five there's no way it's just how could he possibly hear us but as it turns out it was drew carey on line five and he was listening at the time wgn had a some kind of you know marketing hookup with disney world oh and on the close circuit you know tv thing that they had or media thing you could hear all the disney stuff but also wgn in chicago and drew carey was getting ready to leave disney world and he heard me whining and he said what the heck i'll call in and help this guy oh my god but i didn't think it was him i thought it was just somebody goofing around so i left him on hold for about 10 minutes (laughs) let him sweat on line five well i just thought it's some you know it's just some dope right totally you wouldn't think why would you if if it's not booked ahead of time yeah you wouldn't think some guy in berwin doing a (laughs) drew carey impersonation right exactly so uh when i finally went to him he goes yeah you left me holding long enough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my point is we may need to call Drew Carey today. Yeah, since, yeah. Since we have, uh, I mean, we have Don Kleppen, uh, you know, running the newsroom this morning. Yeah, somebody. Somebody's in here. Yeah. We have uh, producer uh, Jack. He's uh, in the uh, control room, keeping control of everything uh, as much as he possibly can. Got to keep us on the right path. Yep. 
That's right. And anybody listening in that closed Disney World circuit right yeah, now. Yeah, if anyone in this, if anybody's... <laughs> Anybody famous, if Tom Cruise is listening or anything like that, <laughs> right? It's three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Sunday morning show. So um, yeah, so I guess we'll continue and we'll see. We, we uh, wish Andy the best. Uh, we we hope he's uh, back up and running and, and feeling great. It's no fun to be sick. Oh uh, yeah. Swift recovery, man. Yeah, but he's uh, he's a married man now, so I'm sure he's I'm sure he's the one that's whining right now, <laughs> having his wife uh, Melina taking care of him. Uh, but we wish uh, Andy the all the best and a quick recovery. And uh, as I said, in a few minutes, even though he's on vacation, uh, Dave Schwan has insisted on calling in and doing a far flung forecast for us, and we'll hear from him right after we come back from these here. As we uh, kick off this uh, limping Sunday morning show this week, um, pretty big Blackhawk news going on. Let's go to Andy Mazur for, oh wait, that's right, he's not here, for all the details. Uh, but uh, our Sunday morning producer here, Jack Heinrich, is also one of the producers of the Blackhawks broadcast that you hear on WGN. Uh, and so, what exactly? What do you do? Do you run and get coffee for? Yeah, uh, and the guys. Is anything the, John Wideman, Troy Murray, Joe Brand yeah. needs. Yeah. Now, if Joe, Joe Wideman tells me to go get him coffee, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. Exactly. He's a legend <laughs> as far as I'm. Concerned. Oh yeah, definitely. He's truly the greatest. But but you uh, you help them with uh, the audio, like mm-hmm. replays, uh, you know, things like that. Like, yeah, pulling right? audio. Um, when I go to the games, I go in the locker room after. Yeah. For like the scrums and get that to send it back. Now, what so, are the, what would the scrums? What what does that mean? The scrums. Uh, so this year it's actually new because last year because of COVID they would bring the players into a room and we would kind of sit away from them. But right. now that they open it back up. It's open locker room, so you kind of they leave players available and you go uh, to their locker. So you just like, walk around amongst the naked guys and get interviews. Most of the time they've been clothed this year. Oh, okay. so I haven't I haven't had to face that yet. Wow. Um, that's coming, Jack. Well, yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Very so, much like this show when we, we have our first show meetings. We, totally. We're just usually sitting around in towels. Yeah. Just in the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> glad It was nice of them to include that sauna. Yeah, in yeah the, the Sunday yeah. morning yeah. sauna that we do every <laughs> How do you think we come up with all this stuff? Wow, that visual image in my mind <laughs> right now. That'll wake you up. Not something I won't ever remember again. <laughs> so so you, you're you working with the players then, getting mm-hmm. interviews, Things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty familiar with what's going on. Yeah. Is Patrick Kane a Blackhawk right now or not? I'm hearing all kinds of stories that he's out, but I still haven't heard anything officially. I haven't seen any press releases, mm-hmm. anything like that from the Blackhawks. So what's, what is the latest on this? Yeah, there's nothing from the team. Just yesterday, uh, they said he was going to be out and the trade deadlines uh, this upcoming Friday on March 3rd. And it's kind of been the storyline all year with Kane and Taves, and now with Taves with long COVID and his immune uh, disorder, he's been out sick, and it seems like he's staying, uh, and they're not going to focus on moving him at the deadline or whatever he wants to do, just focus on getting him healthy. But Kane's been the one, they've been wondering what he wants to do, and they both have no movement clauses, like basically no trades. So if they don't want to get traded, they can say no to anything. Uh, and that's what we're waiting on. So Kane is didn't, still... Didn't Kane come, he came back... 
to Chicago. He's back in Chicago, yeah. Before the game even started last night. Yeah, right? so he so they sat him out due to roster management. Basically, he's in trade rumors. They don't want him to get hurt if they're going to move him. And same with Sam Lafferty, another forward. He's still with the team in San Jose, but Kane came all the way back. So I think it's safe to say he'll be out the next two games when they're in Anaheim and Arizona coming up Monday, Tuesday. We'll see about Lafferty, but the deadline's coming up March 3rd, and he's still a Hawk right now. And I think the only place he'd waive that no-movement clause is New York because he wants to play uh, with his former linemate, Terry Panarin, who used to be on the Hawks a couple years ago, and he was his favorite linemate. And he holds all the power, so... It's basically once Kane waves Kane, it. Kane holds all the power. Yeah, so once he waves that no movement or no trade, then the Hawks can move him. But I think it seems like he'd only move it to go to New York, and New York and the Hawks are trying to figure out how that would work with money. And I think once they get that settled, they'll go to Kane and be like, we got this trade. Uh, do you want to waive it or not? And then he'll probably just be like, yeah or no. And it seems like that's the only place he would wave it so it's kind of a waiting game and i think they're trying to figure out the money and all that and so uh, the uh, the the incentive for the blackhawks with this would be to start a rebuilding process yeah so they is, they is pretty that, much started it this i can't i was thinking last about, year thinking about this when i started to hear stories i can't even what year did kane even start with the black i can't think of a time i mean of course you know like the bobby hall days and mm-hmm. the san makita i can't think of a time when Kane and Taves weren't the the headline stories every, yeah. every for every Blackhawks. Yeah, game. Kane's rookie year was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So oh, it's been this wow. is his sixteenth year. Holy smokes! Yeah, wow. it's crazy to see him. Just he started as a nineteen year old. Now he's thirty four and he has a kid and he's just grown up in this town. And yeah. it looks like it might be nearing the end. We don't know. And I think for a while he didn't really know what he wanted, but it seems like it, he wants to go to New York, and that might hurt the Hawks' return because. He only wants to go one place, so the Rangers know they're not competing with anybody. Yeah, so yeah. might want to temper your expectations for the return, but uh, right now he's still a Hawk. But if he goes somewhere, it seems like it'd be New York. So officially he is still a Blackhawk. Yep. Officially he is still a Blackhawk. But he's back here, um, and he's probably he'd probably be held out till through the deadline. So then maybe the next time he'd play would be Saturday at home. Okay. Next Saturday at home, so we'll see. All right. Well, good job on your uh, hockey update there. Thank you. I'm going to say, do we really need an Andy Mazur? Do we? <laughs> do we really need? Uh, you, you seem like you did a pretty good job with this. Thank you. Fully competent. Yeah. Well done, Jack. I'm looking to trim the payroll here this morning. <laughs> Cut the fat. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always ready. Don's doing a very in good job. Andy. Do we? Do we really need a Schwanny? Do we really? Uh, you know, well, these things may have to be evaluated here. Actually, when we come back from the break, we will need a Schwani because he's got a vacation-filled, far-flung forecast next. Don? Don. I'm here, yeah. Schwani. Yeah, Don. Hey, Don. Hey. Don is here, and i got to say, extremely pleasant to work with. Right back at you. <laughs> right back at you, Dean. This is great. Very, very pleasant. No sassy back talk. Uh, but the show Not is yet. Well, we only just started the show, so <laughs> it's the morning's right. young. <laughs> Having worked with Don for a number of years, I totally agree. A very pleasant, great guy to work with. Yes, yes. very much so. Glad he was able to cover for me yeah. uh, in the newsroom yeah, today. Very Don, you have newsroom to run, by the way. Don't let Dean stop you. Yeah, I'll be, do my best. It would be very nice to have him here every week, actually, now that I think of it. <laughs> so, uh, Shwani, where uh, would you be calling us from this morning? Well, once again, Dean, we are calling from Occoquan, Virginia. Oh, you half know. hour south of uh, Washington, D.C., uh, in town here. 
for my girlfriend Gilda's birthday. She oh, had a birthday. happy birthday, Gilda! Isn't that nice? Happy birthday! And so, uh, now, what kind of uh, what kind of expensive gift did you get her for uh, her birthday? An expensive gift. We I took her to um, her favorite restaurant, which okay. is a wonderful spot here called the Secret Garden. Right. Where now you're going to get a free dinner for mentioning them, right? <laughs> and uh, we were there uh, for uh, dinner on Friday. Okay, Diamond and, Jim, what else? <laughs> and what else? Yeah. Um, I bought her a full-length mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, good. And I'll get her a full can of red paint. <laughs> full-length mink coat. <laughs> What, what is she, Jaja Gabor? What, is, what the extravagant? What the heck? So you're just uh, you're enjoying like a nice. Uh, I think you've been gone a week. You told me, right? Yeah, right, right. Gone a week or left? Uh, well, it left a week ago uh, today. Actually, we yep. did the show and uh, uh, went home and got my stuff and uh, flew out uh, Sunday afternoon nice. last week, and then I will be leaving uh, tomorrow here. Uh, back in uh, town tomorrow night and in time for election day. Okay. Got a big election. Oh up. yes, we've got a lot of coverage uh, coming up. All hands mm-hmm. on, all hands on deck yeah. with that. Yep. Now, even though you're on vacation and enjoying fancy dinners and fur coats, uh, you still have time to call in and deliver uh, what America loves—the weekly far-flung always. forecast. Always, always, yes, indeed, I certainly do. And I know Don has a newsroom to run and a newscast to do, and I want to keep everybody on time. Yeah, well, too late for that, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I was here in the summer, um, you may recall I was out here for my birthday, actually, Mm -hmm. in August. Yep. And we featured uh, the the, the town where I am in right now, Occoquan. But I would like to take everybody, get out your compasses and protractors, to the adjacent community of Woodbridge, Woodbridge, Virginia. Woodbridge, Virginia. Woodbridge, Virginia is population around 44,000, and it goes back to 1731. Wow. That's how old it is. And the, the town gets its name from a wood bridge. No way. Yeah, a wood bridge that was originally over the Occoquan River. Uh-huh. And the 1730s, it also was a rather strategic place where George Washington's troops marched through the area here to uh, ultimately defeat the British at Yorktown. Why do I get a feeling uh, like you're reading this off of a placemat at a Waffle House? Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Uh, you know, very. Um, uh, erudite. Well, you are erudite. <laughs> I know. You're going to tell me I'm a lot of things, aren't you? <laughs> Don, but Don, we mentioned yeah. Don Kleppen is so much more pleasant to deal with. <laughs> but I don't fling. I fling nothing. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Anywho. Um, anywho, we, we, mentioned, we mentioned Woodbridge today because, not because of the Woodbridge and the fact that it goes back to 1731, or not because it was a strategic place for George Washington's troops, but because just last Thursday, Woodbridge and this area broke 
the record high temperature for February 23rd huh. with bizarre weather we've had across the country. We hit 81 degrees here on Thursday. What the heck? Is, wow. Yeah, we hit 81 degrees on Thursday. That broke the record set back in 1874 here. And, they're and having, I'm not reading that off the menu here uh, or the placemat uh, at the Waffle House. They're having like blizzards in Southern California, and you've got yes. 81 degrees there. Yes. What, what yes. is going on in this world? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the bizarre weather that's been going on across the country all week. Hmm. We had 81 degrees. We do not have that here today. Uh, Woodbridge, Occoquan is cloudy and 39 degrees right now, going up to about 55 for a high. Very nice. Well, I hope you have a, a wonderful last day of your vacation. Uh, certainly, you've mentioned uh, enough merchants there. You should be able to get plenty of free stuff uh, before you. Did I mention mannequins on the waterfront? <laughs> 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 got to get it in. So, hey, you got to have lunch someplace. A wonderful place for crab cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, free free crab cakes for Mr. Schwan and the lady in the mink coat. Schwanny, safe travels back. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you, gentlemen. Even though you're filling in for Schwanny today, I think you've really you know kind of got the the vibe of the show. Oh, in your newscast, all the top stories, local, national, international, plus a story on where to find pepper and eggs <laughs> and skunk mating season. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I'm going to put these two things right close together, you know? That's that's the way to really tell the info to people. That's what sets this show apart <laughs> from the others. Hey, I forgot we have one more person missing from the show today. Almost everybody is missing from the show today. Man. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most will not be joining us today. As, oh, my goodness. As well, uh, I think he's uh, business. He's right. I think he's got... He's traveling. He's traveling is the excuse that he gave us. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, he won't be joining us, but as we speak, there are about 1,500 people walking to the top of what used to be called the John Hancock Building for uh, lung uh, health awareness. And we'll talk about that in our health segment coming up next. Yeah, they are uh, doing some steps over at the building that we used to call the John Hancock Center back in the day, 875 North Michigan Avenue. It is the annual Hustle Chicago Stair Climb that is uh, going on. And I thought with Dr. Kevin Most out of our regular health segment here today that we would talk a little about lung health and this stair climb, which is uh, an annual event. Uh, Joel Afric is the president and CEO of the Respiratory Health Association. Joel, nice to have you with us again this morning. How are you? I'm great. It's so energizing watching these 1,600 climbers going up the steps to make a difference in lung health. Now, uh, the climbers have been going since about 7 o'clock this morning, if I understand correctly, right? That's right. Absolutely. It's so good to be back at the former Hancock building, too. Now, that's, if I remember correctly, 94 flights. Is that right? That's right, 1,632 steps. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, you, you, I, you said you had about 1,600 uh, participants in the event this year, and this is to raise money and to raise awareness for lung health, correct? That's correct. That's correct. It's a, it's a great fundraiser like a lot of events are in Chicago. 
the message, though, is we want to see healthy lungs and clean air for all. So whether people have been touched by COVID or lung cancer or asthma or COPD, we want healthy lungs for all, and we want to continue to clean up the air here. Yeah, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that and uh, what people can do to ensure uh, healthy lungs. But just kind of paint a picture. I, I can hear some of the events that are going on in the background. Uh, it's, there's always festivities going on with uh, these kinds of events. But uh, I imagine you have climbers of all ages, uh, all kinds of uh, physical condition. Normally, you would have, uh, you know, people from the fire department there uh, doing this. Uh, Kind of paint a picture of what's going on at Hustle Chicago this year. Happy to do so. Our climbers this year range from age 6 to age 81, and they come from all walks for all different reasons. We've got uh, one of the climbers had a double lung transplant 20 years ago, and he's still going strong and raising awareness about lung transplants. We have people uh, who have lost parents and loved ones to lung disease and are doing this to preserve their memory and to make something good come from a you know very sad occasion. We've got groups of friends and family and coworkers. It's uh, it's like it's like a party, but a party for a very good cause. And the cheerleaders you're hearing in the background are a group of 50 Homewood Flossmoor High School cheerleaders who volunteered on a Sunday to come down and cheer on the climbers. That's fantastic. And uh, how much money do you normally raise for this annual event? Uh, we we. Pre-COVID, this was a million-dollar event. Uh, it suffered a little bit during COVID, and there are still some people who are a little bit nervous about coming back. I'm pleased to say that we've raised five hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars, and fundraising is open for three more weeks. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. Is this the the first event since COVID? This is this is our first indoor event in. 21 and 22, we uh, had a nice arrangement with the folks at Soldier Field, and we had an outdoor hustle Chicago. That's right. That's Not right. exactly the same, but a chance for people to you know remember their loved ones and the like. But this is our first time back inside at the former Hancock building. Now, can people still come down there and participate, or you know, is registration for this closed? Registration is closed. Um, if somebody would like to support this year's event, the website is www.resphealth.org slash hustle. We're the Respiratory Health Association, so it's resphealth.org slash hustle. And if anybody would like to volunteer for next year's event or be put on the email list, Send us an email at Respiratory Health Association. RespHealth.org has all the information. Okay, very good. It's RESPHealth.org slash hustle to uh, get more information, to donate for this year. I have some questions about lung health, uh, especially regarding COVID, because a lot of people are being left with uh, respiratory issues as a result of that. Uh, Let me uh, take a quick break here, and then I'll come right back to you. And we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Hustle Chicago Stair Climb. 
It's going on at 875 North Michigan Avenue, climbing up the 94 flights of what used to be the called the John Hancock Building. Uh, we've got a, a couple of other health questions. For Joel Afric, President and CEO of Respiratory Health Association, right after the 948 is uh, the time. Dr. Kevin Most is uh, out, uh, not joining us on our uh, health segment this week, but we're happy to have Joel Afric with us, who's the President and CEO of Respiratory Health Association. Joel, can you explain what uh, your organization is? Sure. We are a service and advocacy organization. What I mean by service is that we try to provide a link between families touched by lung disease and the healthcare system. We are developing resources for patients dealing with long COVID. We are dealing with, we uh, have developed a toolkit for families of people living with COPD, chronic obstructive lung disease, and we're very excited the National Institute of Health has digitized our toolkit and made it available on the NIH website. We try to make life easier for people and families living with lung disease. We try to empower patients, and we work on legislation. We were involved in the smoke-free laws and the Tobacco 21 laws and the laws that gave kids the right to carry an inhaler if they had asthma uh, when they were at school. So uh, talk to me a little bit about how uh, COVID has impacted uh, lung health. Uh, The, uh, you know, we're all hearing about long COVID. We're all hearing about a variety of uh, respiratory problems that people continue to have who uh, have had COVID. Uh, Even over the last three years, for some people, the, the problem continues. How persistent a problem is this? as you are seeing with people you're dealing with, uh, with regard to uh, lung health? Yes, it's a significant problem. It's estimated that between 20 and 30 percent of the people who develop COVID, and a lot of people have gotten COVID, will have symptoms of long COVID. Two or three out of 10 have symptoms of long COVID. Those symptoms are usually grouped into one of three categories, either respiratory or cardiac or neurological. Any of those would be significant, but some people, you know, it's just, oh, you lose your sense of taste and your sense of taste eventually comes back. In many cases, even those with long COVID, even those with severe long COVID, the symptoms do dissipate over time. But there's a lot of concern and there's still a lot of research being done. You know, when we think about how new COVID is and how the efforts initially were focused on how to make people better and how to develop vaccines, we're just now starting to see in some big studies what effect it's having on large populations of people. But it's either cardiac or respiratory or neurologic. Yeah, and uh, even though uh, there are fewer deaths and fewer hospitalizations, uh, now people who are getting uh, still getting COVID, and it, it's happening still every day, uh, just not with the uh, uh, fatality uh, level uh, that we had uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. 
we are still seeing people with long-term breathing problems, uh, a variety of problems. Uh, the two that you mentioned are the ones that I've heard, too, of uh, heart problems, but also uh, long-term uh, breathing problems. So are you acting as a referral service for people who are having these problems? In what way does your organization uh, benefit benefit the, uh, the people who are uh, suffering from that? So uh, many medical centers have developed uh, clinics dealing with long COVID so they can have multidisciplinary people together under one roof to make the patient experience better. Uh, we have developed a list of those places and contact information. We've developed a little bit of educational materials so that when somebody is experiencing some of these symptoms, they know they're not alone. They're not, they're not crazy. They're, you know, they're experiencing very real symptoms that other people are experiencing, and they want to know what to expect. So we're trying to be a patient resource Uh, And in the meantime, we're communicating with the doctors, we're communicating, you know, with the professionals, and we're trying, again, to draw the link between the patients and the healthcare system so they can make more informed decisions and they can be more empowered. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, the the cheerleaders you're hearing in the background (laughs) are cheering on people who are climbing up uh, what used to be called the John Hancock Center, so... Uh, that's why you're hearing this, you know, this cheering and uh, this jubilant sound behind you while we're talking about not. There you go. There you go. Not such, not such uh, jubilant things as uh, COVID, and other reasons that uh, people would be having trouble uh, with lung health. You'd mentioned lung cancer and transplants. Are are, are those the uh, other main reasons, Joel? That uh, you know, people would be suffering with respiratory illness? Well, the three things that I'd focus on are, number one, asthma. Asthma affects an estimated 25 million people in the U.S. There is no known cure for it, and uh, it poses a real threat to kids and adults. Uh, One of the climbers proudly showed me that he has his asthma inhaler tucked into his headband today as he takes on Uh, the former John Hancock building. Our message on asthma is learn how to manage it, learn how to control it, but we do not want people to feel like they have to withdraw from physical activity. You can even compete at an Olympic level with asthma. Asthma is a big focus of ours. Could you... uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Dean. Well, I was just going to ask you, go ahead and talk about COPD. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is what my dad had and he passed in October, is a chronic illness, very often but not always linked to smoking, and it is one of the top causes of death in the U.S. Uh, People who are affected by COPD need to know what they can do to improve their quality of life. And the toolkit that I mentioned earlier is to help the wives and the husbands and the kids of those people who want to help but don't have a lot of resources and places that help tell them what to do and where to go and how to act and what to look for. So, again, we're trying to draw the link between the healthcare community and the patient 
and we're focusing on empowerment. Yeah, there's uh, so much more information on environment, on the air that we are breathing that uh, may cause some of this as well. Uh, you can get more, much more information at RESPHealth.org slash hustle. That's R-E-S-P health.org slash hustle. And uh, congratulations on uh, being back in 875 North Michigan Avenue, Joel. Uh, I hope you have a, a great and very successful day today. Thanks so much, Dean. Thanks to you for helping to spread the word. Have a great day. Always happy to do it. Joel Afric, President and CEO of the uh, Respiratory Health Association. I felt like I just did that interview at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> hey, you know what? There's cheerleaders in the background cheering people on. What the heck? It did mean, sound like they had a ball pit in there, kind of. I, I was, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that the, some kids are winning some prizes there. <laughs> cheering on the people or climbing up the Hancock. Who am I to disturb that? So you heard Andy Mazur's uh, sportscast. He actually went home sick this morning. Uh, he recorded uh, some uh, sportscasts. He recorded that one. You you can hear that he kind of sounds uh, a little sick in there. Yeah, the throat, which is, you know, the sickness and broadcasting. It's tough. It can I, be tough I to I could practically it. smell the Vicks Vapor Rub <laughs> hearing his sportscast. Man, that stuff is really crucial, though. That stuff helps out a lot. <laughs> so my dad thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He put it on everything. Really? You had a hangnail. He put Vicks Vapor Rub on it. Oh, I've seen people talking about that skin issues with it, too. I never, I never heard that before. This is uh, true. I've mentioned this before. Seriously, my dad thought if it's good to rub it on your chest to give you relief, it must be even better if you take a spoonful of it and eat it. Oh, no way. So when we were little kids, this may explain why I am the way I am today. (laughs) A great cook, by the way. This may explain why I've got a little bit of brain damage, maybe. (laughs) Because I was eating, I was being forced to eat Vicks VapoRub when I was a kid. Right. The Cool Whip's not supposed to be this cool. Yeah, my dad didn't. You know, he did the best he could. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, anywho, Andy is uh, Andy went home sick, and uh, Schwani is uh, allegedly on vacation. Right. Flung himself far to, ver- to Virginia. To uh, Virginia with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Getting free stuff. <laughs> Getting free stuff. That's right. Right. Uh, Jack, that's producer Jack, who you just heard. Uh, he's uh, just dying. He wants to see if we can f- somehow destroy that recording of Andy <laughs> recording the sports. Case. No, no, no. So he can. No, <laughs> we have nothing. This is like a, a nighttime soap opera on this show right. today. Skeleton crew. Yeah, everybody's uh, either out sick. Or, you know, Jack's trying to, the, like, stab somebody in the back to get a... No, I'm not trying to do trying that. Trying to get like, a little sports casting job around here. Got to create the opportunity. You did a good job earlier, Jack. Oh, yeah. Always, always ready to fill in for Andy. He's great. You know, he's always busy with Hamp and OB and his new buddies. It's movement. Here's Jack Heinrich with the sports. <laughs> Does sound good. Right? Yeah. Uh, so any, uh, so <laughs> we're Dr. Kevin most is out. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Almost everybody on the show is out today. Uh, so we are here. We troopers are at our assigned post, the loyal ones, the loyal ones. Uh, you know, we're like, uh, the U S postal system, uh, back when it was good delivering, <laughs> delivering the mail through hail, sleet and snow. We're here, uh, to deliver our services to you, uh, every morning. 
And really, what better could we possibly give you on a Sunday morning than my interviews with the star and director of the movie Cocaine Bear? Yeah. that, that Did you see it? Did you I haven't it? seen it, but I've seen a lot of previews for it. Oh, I gave it such a good review the other day. <laughs> it's been a great opening weekend for it. it says the box a, office is already good. going nuts. It's going nuts at the box office because it's, it's just like silly stupid. I think up against the, you said this, Dean, up against the Oscar nominations, yeah. I think it's a really fun, silly story. A completely nice alternative to all the serious Oscar movies. Uh, we'll get to those interviews coming up, and uh, we'll touch, we have an abbreviated show here again today, uh, but uh, I'll have a, a little touch of the food show coming up next. 10-13, Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. Look at all that beautiful sunshine outside here today. Oh, yeah. Enjoy it while you can, because it doesn't look like it's going to last for very long. Uh, one of the stories that we are following this morning, is he in or is he officially out? Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks, all we've been hearing and reading about. It's all over social media, which doesn't make it true, uh, whether or not he is still a part of the Chicago Blackhawks organization. And uh, producer uh, Jack Heinrich, who is uh, also one of the producers of our Chicago Blackhawks games that you hear here on WGN, has been following the story. And Jack, what is is he? He's, he's officially still on the team, right? Yeah, he's still on the team. Uh, just kind of how it goes nowadays in sports. He's held out because of roster management. Him and Sam Lafferty. Um, yeah, so, he's he's so back in that, Chicago. What does that mean exactly? Holding out for. Management. So yeah, so before like the trade deadline, teams with trade assets will sometimes healthy scratch their players just so they don't get hurt. And if they get hurt, the trade could fall through. Uh, it's basically keeping their assets healthy so they can get the full return. Because if an injury happens, then maybe the trade doesn't go through or the returns diminish because you're trading an injured player. So uh, so they're waiting until the actual trade deadline before this might go down, or uh, it, unless. As you explained it earlier, Patrick Kane could waive uh, his his right, right? To, yeah, his no movement clause. His no movement clause. So he'd have to waive that. So it's really it's really on Kane. We've seen some big trades already. Um, the Rangers made a trade for Tarasenko from St. Louis, so they thought maybe Kane wouldn't even go to New York. But now New York is trying to make the money work, and I think Kane would only waive that no trade, no movement uh, for the Rangers to pair up with Panarin again and. I think the Hawks and Rangers are trying to make the money work. They might need to get a third team involved, and I think they want to get that all set. And then I think Kyle Davidson, the GM of the Hawks, will come to Kane and his agent and be like, we got this deal all set. Do you want to go? And Davidson, the GM, said that they'll honor Kane and Taves, whatever they want. If they want to get moved, they'll work on getting them moved. So so this could happen really at any time or yeah. it could linger on for, for days and days. Uh, yeah, I think it's really on Kane, and he's kind of been going back and forth and – it could linger all the way up to the trade deadline on Friday, or it could happen in the next couple minutes. I mean, him not playing yesterday, I think, is a big step to saying he might not be. Right. I mean, did, he might have played uh, his last game with the Hawks. Yeah, we did get a news advisory in the newsroom this morning, about 4.20 uh, this morning, just, just simply one line saying the Blackhawks were not holding any practice today. So mm-hmm. there won't be the skate around, won't be any opportunity, at least it doesn't look like, to get an update on Interviews, that. Interviews, anything. Yeah, no, right. probably no media. I mean, tomorrow a morning skate, or probably more afternoon skate since they're on the West Coast, but right. probably around noon, 1 o'clock tomorrow, 
maybe a little after Luke Richardson will talk and we'll see what happens. All right, very good. I think uh, young Jack here did a very good job, didn't, don't you think? Very well done. done. I oh, appreciate yeah. it. The future's there. Yeah. You can almost taste it. We're yeah. working on it. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I think, and, and Jack, conversely, Don is doing a very nice job. Oh, great so job. Filling in for Schwanny. I think it, this show's been running very smooth. Well, thank you. I think much smoother than usual. <laughs> I don't know what the difference might be this week. <laughs> right. But for some reason, it just feels very complete, very professional. Yeah. It's a shame it's only till 1045. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> it is true. The guests were canceling, so. Yeah. We'll make it, though. Yeah, this is the first time all the people who actually were on the show are canceling. Yeah, right. The regulars on the show. Right. We've had guests cancel before. We've never had WGN personnel cancel on right. the before. That's a first. It's unique. This is a special uh, a thing right here. Well, it's going it's going just fine. Just fine without him. So we'll uh, continue on. We're on to only till 1045 today. Then Dave Ennett will be coming up. And certainly if anything breaks uh, in the Blackhawks world, Regarding the Patrick Kane story, uh, if anyone will have it, certainly Dave and it uh, will. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to move on to a couple of things. We've got my interviews with uh, the director and star of the movie Cocaine Bear. And just wait until you hear how they acknowledge how ridiculous this whole thing is, which really it is. But in a fun way, it's it's a fun, silly movie. And they... 100% 100% know it. Uh, you'll hear Elizabeth Banks and Carrie Russell uh, in just a minute. Uh, we're not going to have time for a full food show today, but just a couple of quick uh, things. Uh, a text from the 708 area code. I made Dean's Mediterranean cod this week, and it was delicious. Yeah, that's what I made on TV this past Wednesday. I did, uh, you know, for the Lenten season, I'm offered up a, a seafood idea oh and it was uh it, it's kind of a mediterranean style uh, uh cod where you saute onions green peppers red bell peppers and garlic you saute that up you put uh some uh, uh chopped tomatoes in it either fresh or canned tomatoes it, it's fine like it, you dice up the tomatoes put that in and just let all of that saute together and you know, share all their different flavors. And then you take some fresh cod, inexpensive, uh, a nice, delicious white fish, and you put it right into the mixture of tomatoes and onions and peppers, and you cover it and let it cook for about seven, ten minutes, something like that. Uh, The the fish uh, cooks beautifully and also incorporates the flavors of the uh, other ingredients. And, you know, you can put it on rice if you want to. You can serve it on noodles. You can put it with nothing. You don't have to serve it on anything. Uh, serve it with a nice salad. It's delicious and so easy. And 708 Area Code, I'm glad that you uh, also enjoyed it. If you want to see the full recipe for that, all you have to do is go to WGNTV.com slash Dean Cooks. I'm going to be doing uh, something because I have a feeling that springtime is going to come early this week. I'm doing a springtime quiche, kind of a breakfast brunch thing on TV this coming Wednesday. And uh, you know what? One of the big movie stories of the year is going to be the incredible success of the silly movie Cocaine Bear, which opened this past Friday around theaters. 
and uh, as of my last check on this, had already taken in $23 million. It's going to definitely be the number two movie of the weekend. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, still is going to be the number one movie, but uh, they have suffered uh, a 69% drop in box office this week. Still more than Cocaine Bear, but it's way down from its uh, amazing opening weekend uh, from last weekend. Now, this this movie, Cocaine Bear, is, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a com- it's mostly a comedy. Uh, you can't take this movie seriously in any way at all. It's mostly a comedy. I guess you could kind of call it a horror movie. It's a little bit, uh, you know, graphic uh, with a bears attacking a bear attacking people. Uh, so it's a little bit gory, uh, and there's definitely uh, very R-rated language uh, in this film. But it's mostly a comedy about a, a, a group of dope dealers who dump. Uh, a shipment of cocaine into a forest thinking that they're going to go back and pick it up later on except uh, a bear finds one of the bricks of cocaine and eats it really did happen in real life Uh, in real life uh, the the bear died of an overdose in this movie uh, the bear goes on a coked up binge uh, attacking everybody that's in the movie and they play it so tongue-in-cheek in this movie that it winds up being uh, pretty funny, pretty ridiculous. Uh, in these days where everything in life is so serious, it's just nice to have uh, a complete popcorn movie, complete relief uh, you know, of a, a movie that you can just go and laugh at, really. This movie is directed by Elizabeth Banks, you know as an actress but also she has directed uh she directed the second uh, pitch perfect movie uh she directed uh a whole bunch of movies and now cocaine bear and when i talked to her on a zoom chat uh, she told me what her first reaction was when she uh, originally heard about this premise i thought it was really unique i thought i had never heard anything like it and i also felt though that it was a opportunity to have a little bit of throwback you know i grew up 80s and 90s on the screams and the the nightmare on elm streets the halloweens and jurassic park and jaws and the, this was sort of um a great mix of all of those movies you know a little bit of of animals attack but also a, a little sense of horror and then just people in the woods you know not really knowing what's about to happen to them i just felt like there was there was an opportunity for a lot of fun yeah, uh, very, very, very definitely. And uh, interestingly, based on a true story, right? Inspired by, yeah, you know, this in real life, uh, this drug runner would drop bags of cocaine out of a low-flying plane for people to pick up on the ground. And in this case, the drug run goes wrong and a bear gets into the bag instead. And then the bear goes on a bender. And we just wanted to imagine what the hours after that bear found that cocaine would actually be like if the bear encountered human beings in the woods. So what kind of uh, new challenges did you have as a director uh, with this movie? Did it present any? Well, I had never done this much CGI work before. You know, I've never directed a movie where the lead character's never there until after the fact. And um, I've sort of brought along the actors for that journey, too. You know, we, we had an incredible bear performer 
who we worked with. His name was Alan Henry. And um, he was very much a, a, a cast member as much as anybody else, even though we don't see a, a lick of him in the actual movie. I feel his presence in Cokie. Cokie is what we call our bear. Cokie. Um, Cokie, you know, it was really wild because it was almost like you, do, you make the movie, you have the actors, you do all that. And then there's an entire post-process where we make the bear. You know, we really create and animate and we, we can do whatever we want with the bear. It's, it was super fun. So the, so the bear that we see in the movie then is all digital, uh, all not, digital. not a guy in a bear suit, uh, not, nothing like that, as, nope. as I hoped it might be somehow. <laughs> no, we, um, we used very sort of old school CGI. We shot everything real except for the bear, and then we put the bear into every scenario. Wow. So that presents some interesting challenges for the actors then, right? To make yeah. sure that they're looking at the right places and things like that. Yeah, well, we had this bear performer who really interacted with them. So all of he's also a stunt performer. So all of the stunt work that you see, the actors mostly did all of their own stunts. They were incredible. Um, you know, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's 40 feet up in a tree. The kids were up in trees. The, you know, uh, Margot Martindale was on these, you know, crazy boards getting thrown around. I mean, it, 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 I asked a lot of the actors and they were all so game. So you have to uh, start thinking about and practicing your Oscar speech for next year uh, f for this, right? Because I'd love to see the visual effects win. I think our bear is just as good as the Revenant bear, and that Revenant bear won some Oscars. That's right. Take that, Avatar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you. Congratulations on this. Thank you. Take care. Bye. That's Elizabeth Banks. She's the director of... Uh, uh, one of the hottest movies of the weekend, Cocaine Bear, which is in theaters right now. Carrie Russell, who you may remember best as Felicity, is one of the stars of this movie. It's got an all-star uh, ensemble. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Ray Liotta in his final on-camera appearance before his death uh, last year. Margot Martinsdale is uh, in the movie. A really great cast, but Carrie Russell is... Uh, uh, one of the lead uh, characters in the film. And when we come back from a quick break updating the latest news, we'll hear that interview, and I'll tell you about the Paramount Theater's Into the Woods next. 1037, Dean Richards, Sunday morning on WGN. Uh, again, ready for Dave Ennett, Big Ten Northwestern Basketball. They visit Maryland. I've had all the action starting at uh, 1045. We've got a couple of pieces of business here this morning. Wanted to recommend to you seeing Into the Woods out of the Paramount Theater in Aurora, the beautiful Stephen Sondheim musical uh, in which uh, Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, Jack and the Beanstalk, many of your Grimm's fairy tale favorite characters all intersect on different journeys in the woods. Uh, and the result is uh, a beautiful, imaginative, whimsical uh, production, beautiful sets, beautiful costumes, great performances, these wonderful Stephen Sondheim songs. It's playing out there until uh, March the 19th, uh, so you can uh, check that out. We'll talk more about that uh, on our regular theater segment when we're back to uh, a full show. Uh, wanted to uh, get back to my interviews, my one-on-one -on -one interviews with the stars of... Uh, what is going to be one of the most talked about movies of the year, Cocaine Bear, this crazy movie. I don't even want to say it's so bad it's good because it's not bad. It's well done. 
it's a it's a well done movie, but the premise is crazy, and you know they realize how tongue in cheek this whole thing is. The uh, makers of the movie, the uh, actors and actresses, all had tongue firmly planted in cheek for this silly movie, which is rated R for language and goriness and violence. Uh, a bear uh, finds a brick of cocaine in the woods and ingests it and goes on this uh, coked-out binge <laughs> for 75 minutes in the movie. You know, it's a, it's a movie with all these serious Academy Award movies that are uh, out right now. You know, the, the Oscars are going to be March 12th, and all the Oscar-nominated movies tend to be, you know, very serious and artsy. Uh, this is a hundred percent different from all of that. It is. Uh, it's just a complete alternative. If you want to turn your brain off for seventy-five minutes and just have a few laughs, uh, this is definitely the movie that will provide that. Elizabeth Banks, uh, the actress who has done uh, several movies, directing uh, them, directs this one and does a terrific job uh, in it. But Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family is in it. Uh, Ray Liotta makes his final on-screen performance uh, in this movie. Uh, Also, O'Shea Jackson, uh, he is the son of Ice Cube, also a very, very uh, well-respected actor on his own, uh, is in it. And Carrie Russell, who we know from lots of uh, TV shows, lots of motion pictures. Uh, We know her from the Broadway stage. Uh, We probably know her best from her starring role on Felicity back on the old WB back in the day. She is also one of the stars of this movie. And uh, when I talked with her on the Zoom, I was interested in what her first reaction was when she was pitched this premise. You know what? We were just in the depths and the intensity of COVID. And then this came along and I just thought that is a complete you know, crazy departure from reality. And it just felt right, you know, just to laugh and be grossed out and just to really like escape in that ridiculous fun way. And um, and I think that's what Banks was doing. And I think she did a really good job. Yeah. What was your reaction when somebody brought this to you and said, so we have this story about a bear and uh, he eats cocaine. <laughs> Did you think somebody was joking? <laughs> Banks and I were talking about something completely different, you know, a, a different professional um, project. And she called me back. I think it was literally like the next day and said, hey, uh, I'm, I'm making this crazy movie. Do you want to read it? And I was like, yeah. And it was it was insane. I was just like, what? <laughs> what? They're going to make this movie? And it just seemed crazy enough. And, you know, I, I guess that is one thing since COVID and since everything has been so, um, our whole lives have been upturned. I, I haven't wanted to do something that was so serious or sad or, you know what I mean? This felt like the right thing to do after yeah. all that. I, I never really thought that it might be covid uh you know coming out of covid and everything that we've been through for the last three years i've been gravitating toward just like really like fun ideas original ideas out of the ordinary kind of things and this one more than fills that bill agreed 
Agreed. Have you thought about uh, what your acceptance speech will be at the Oscars next year? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're all thinking about it and uh, we're all <laughs> expecting it. We have high hopes. Uh, so I, yeah, we're, we're, we're plotting and planning. Yeah, I'm going to start lobbying now. I'm going to start lobbying right my right now. Uh, were there uh, were there anything uh, was there was there anything that was different in making this movie? Because uh, as Elizabeth told me, the bear was digitally created, so I guess you weren't really looking at uh, you know a bear bear. Uh, so did that make the acting a little more challenging? Uh, yeah, it's the whole thing is so wild when you do a project like this with. The Weta guys, which I actually I have I have had a little bit of experience with them. I got a small part in um, Planet of the Apes, which was Weta, um, and I feel like we did something else. Uh, but it is an unusual thing. This was a lot of Liz in the woods screaming to us. Now the bear is eating his leg off. There's blood everywhere <laughs> on your close up. You know what I mean? And just like Liz is giving you the blow by blow of the gore and the horror um, and fun of what this was. And you just have to fully trust Banks. And we did because she's so like capable and great and um, kind of unflappable in her ease with all of this stuff. And I think that was. Um, it just, it, I hope it does so well for her. Yeah, I uh, didn't think I could admire you anymore, but this is just such a fun thing that... Uh, I, it's a romp! Uh, exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, it's great to talk to you, hopefully nice to you. in person next time. Nice to see yes. you. Bye-bye. Nice to see you, too.